your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to a Monday of Lacrosse Talk PM. If you want to get in here, oh, I should turn that on. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. We're going to talk a little bit. We're going to talk bicycles in a little bit with Carolyn Dvorak. And she's a member of the Drift Cycle Committee. I don't know if you've seen these around the town. Get some information on those uh, colorful bikes. Essentially rent-a-bikes, if you uh if you've seen those, a uh, big map of them all over. So saw those on Friday and then kind of forgot about it. And then someone's like, hey, what's up with these things? I was like, oh, yeah. But Friday, I'm not going to do anything on Friday about that. Um, quite a few stories, too, uh, just going through the, the wire. And, you know, obviously the what the situation is happening in Minnesota and in Brooklyn Center, essentially the Twin Cities, right? Like you're just the Twin City. Anything that happens surrounding the Twin Cities, it's just the Twin Cities. But uh, with a police officer shooting another black guy there and uh, apparently didn't know that they pulled out their handgun instead of their taser, which seems very strange. Um, and the Twins in the Wild and the Timberwolves have all postponed their games which is good for the Timberwolves because Carl Anthony Towns was going to sit out this game against the Brooklyn Nets. So, um, but yeah, they were all just a little worried, a little being cautious, cautious there. Um, I will say uh, a, a little, a little personal here. Uh, the uh, I tried to get a a real ID just just uh, in the past couple of days and and. Uh, Essentially, you need a real ID pretty soon, I think in October, to fly. If you want to fly just in the U.S., if you if you want to fly elsewhere, you need a passport. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to get one of these. I scheduled an appointment because you got to do that, COVID. And uh, then I start looking at all the things that I need to prove that I am me to get this real ID. And I, I need a, a passport essentially some kind of some kind of proof right like so i look and find my passport that i haven't touched in a decade literally almost a decade because it expired a decade ago <laughs> no it expired uh a couple a year and a half ago but i, I i've I probably got it a decade ago and I never used it and the, it's good for 10 years but anyway so get my passport and i'm like nope that won't work because it's expired i can't use my passport to to show the DMV people to get a real ID. So, and a passport, I believe, cost to renew it is $165. This real ID in Minnesota costs $32. Same with a regular driver's license. So I'm like, okay, next on the list. And all the other ones on the list I don't have. So they're just, they're, you know, just different documentations that aren't relevant to me, just being that I was born here and whatnot. Uh, but the next one on the list is a birth certificate. So if you have your birth certificate, you're good. You could just show that and and whatever other documents. But I'm like, well, I don't have my birth certificate at my house. I just it's at my parents. I've never really thought about like, oh yeah, I should take that and and then it'll be handy. But it's just funny to me that I can't use a passport that I you know paid quite a bit of money to get a decade ago. So it is 10 years old, but it expired in January 2020. I can't use that to get a real ID because it expired, even though nothing changes. But I can use my birth certificate, which should 
quite literally be 42 and some months old because I'm 42 and some months old, right? My birth certificate was, was created when I was born at some point. I don't know how long before you get a birth certificate after you're born. I don't know if they just hand it to you, to you as a baby as you come out of your mom or not. But uh, so I'm like, okay, so the, the passport that I got a decade ago is no good, even though it's got my picture and it's relevant and it, you know, definitely just it's it, it, the only thing that's wrong with it is expired. But my birth certificate, which is 42 years old, isn't any good. Like what is what is going and it doesn't have a picture of me. It looks even less official than a passport. Right. So I was like, well, what? So long story long, I'll, I'll wrap it up. But I did not get a, a real ID. I just paid for a regular driver's license because I needed because mine is expiring. So I needed something. But yeah, just kind of funny. The, the hoops you got to the just the illogical hoops you have to dr- jump through uh, to get this thing. And then when, when it's all said and done, you just, just get a passport because you never know. So I'm just going to renew my passport now at, th- at this point, I think, even though it's going to have to save for it because it costs $165. Uh, 608-785-7914 is the talking text line. So that was just one little goofy thing that happened to me uh, the last couple of days <laughs> in the last week and, I just thought, well, that's just like really stupid. What are we doing? Like, can't we just do some of this stuff logically? And I think libertarian guy would text in the federal government. <laughs> and like, it's like, yeah, it seems like one of them dumb things that the government does that uh, they probably could figure out a, a better avenue to to uh, to make this easier for everyone. Also, if we're doing real IDs, like just send everyone a real ID. Like, why we all got to pay for it? And I mean, just just work it into the thing so everyone has one. <laughs> I don't know. seems like a easier way to go about it. We can get a discount on the real ideas because everyone's just going to get one. But uh, it's been something that's been in the works uh, state across the U.S. for, for years now. And then we're finally getting to the deadline for people needing this thing to travel. And I guess some people just don't travel on airplanes because probably they can't afford it. So they can't afford that, then they can't afford to get a real ID. But it was funny to, to some of the hoops that, you have to jump through and, and it just makes you wonder how many other hoops other people have to jump through that that's that are that's well i'm just a, a white dude that was born here and i just i need one piece of paper essentially i needed a couple other things some tax documents stuff with my social security number on it and stuff but it was just like wow it's just uh and and how much harder is it for other people to get these things anyway my rant for the day there are some important stories, and maybe we'll get to them after the, after we talk to Caroline Dvorak, but there's some important stories with the Supreme Court today in, in it's weighing, weighing in on sweeping environmental cases, one with factory farms, uh, just essentially protecting our water. Whether or not the DNR can protect our water, which just seems like the stupidest thing. This is like the other way uh, that like our government's backwards. Like Maybe we should uh, have some, some ways that a DNR should be able to protect the water from things like factory farming and these these uh, high-capacity wells and, and PFAS, right? Like PFAS, I don't think PFAS is even part of this. No, PFAS isn't even part of this story, but mm, maybe it should be. Maybe we should just be banning PFAS. I don't know why we haven't done that already. Federally, statewide, what are we doing? Can't be doing that. Um, all right, so get back to Brad doing the news. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about these... Uh, Colorful bikes that we're seeing around town. <laughs> All right, welcome back to the Crosstalk PM. 
608-785-7914 is the talk and text line if you want to shoot me a text. But right now I have Caroline Dvorak. Did you like that, Caroline? I found the song. That was lovely. <laughs> but I think yours is, is it Carolyn as opposed to Caroline? Yes. <laughs> close. You're close, Outcast. They have to. They'll probably have to do a remake of that song. Uh, but you're a member of the uh, Drift Cycle Committee, and and maybe some. You're probably on some other bicycle committees in in lacrosse, huh? Right. I am. I'm, I'm definitely a member of the lacrosse cycling committee. Um, I actually um, volunteer uh, for the Bicycle Pedestrian Advisory Committee. I haven't been. A very regular participant in the last year. Um, I have, my schedule hasn't allowed me to attend, but I've been um, involved in the bicycle community for many years. Are you are you also one of those people that just bicycles everywhere then too? <laughs> yes, I am. I um, about four years ago we sold our house in Holman and moved to Lacrosse. So that with the idea that I could um, give up my car, we could become a one-car family, and I could really pretty much live with my bike and my feet. And um, so I really enjoy not having a car. I don't know, Caroline. I, uh, Caroline, I think yeah, Holman. I think you could bike from Holman. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just... I, I actually did bike from Holman, but it really, you know, it took quite a while, and it's so much um, nicer to just be right in the heart of lacrosse, and everything is just so easy to access um whether you're walking or riding a bike oh totally i when i live in winona for a while i I lived one mile away from work but i found that it was only a one minute drive (laughs) so (laughs) so it was a hard i would have to disagree with you i think it takes longer um to drive um and find a place to park and walk into the building than it actually does to ride your bike uh, one mile. Yeah, especially if you especially if you can bring your bike like to work and bring it like in the building because if you because it does if you're a one minute away driving, if you have to bike there, it's gonna take you about three minutes to put a bike lock on your bike, I I would say. <laughs> it takes a few minutes, but it's such a nice way to start the day. Um, anyway, so the main reason I had you on, of course, is that we, we, I, I've been describing these as these like colorful bike racks with these colorful bikes. Uh, essentially, they're, they're drift cycle bikes in lacrosse, and it looks like there's about eight of these racks throughout the city, or is there more? Uh, that's correct. We're just um, bringing these online now, and so we started with eight stations, and they're really right now all centered around um, the downtown lacrosse we we hope to expand to the north side of lacrosse and the south side of lacrosse la crescent on alaska holman west salem we'd really like to um expand the network and and hopefully um with time that will happen yeah i would say do you know uh, do the bikes themselves have a name like are these are these kind of bikes like you know they're not obviously fat tire bikes um i would just say it's it's sort of like a cruiser type bike you know it's just a it's a bike to ride around town they have three speeds to them they have foam tires so they don't um require inflating they don't get flat they're really a nice smooth ride um they're you know they're not as obviously as light as a a road bike but when you're riding around town um they're really convenient and they're quite comfortable to ride all right, so can you just break down, do you know this off the top of your head? Just, okay, I want to get, what do I need to do? I'm going to, I go up to this bike rack and I want to, I want to take a bike. What, what happens? Can you walk us through well, it? Yeah, the first thing that you have to do is you'll, you'll need a smart, a smartphone and you would download the Colony app. You can do it um, on either an, um, 
an iPhone or, you know, an Android. Yeah. Um, and so once you do that, you um, put in your information, create an account with a credit card, and then um, there's a little QR code um, underneath the seat. So you take your phone and you take a picture of it, and it unlocks the bike. So you can either select to be a one ride, um, or you can, if you really like the system, then you can join as a member. So each ride is 30 minutes. Um, for a dollar, um, if you become a member, the first 30 minutes of every ride is free. Okay. And then when I'm biking, so I pay the dollar, let's say I'm biking around on this cruiser, and then at 30 minutes, the brakes lock up, right? And it sends me flying over the handlebars? That would be so inconvenient, but we wouldn't do that to you. <laughs> Just, you if you continue to ride past 30 minutes, then you'll be charged an additional um, dollar. Yeah. One trick to the system is that you could return it to another rack and check another bike out. And then, um, again, uh, well, if you were a member, then the first 30 minutes would be free. If you're paying for a ride, it would be just, you know, another dollar. Oh, you're already giving us the back door to free rides. Yeah, you, and the way this works, too, and then your membership, I, I think uh, monthly is $10, three months, $25. And then if you want a yearly membership, it's $50. And then, as, uh, then, then you got to game the system. You can only go for thirty-minute rides, and before you find another one of these racks. Um, and it looks like just looking at the map, there's there's two pretty close to the Lacrosse Center, uh, one over by two two near Western Tech. It looks like one by City Hall, one by the library, and then one by uh, where the far, uh, Cameron 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 Park. There we go. Um, so the, the idea here, though, to ex- I, th- I I feel like this there, there should be you, you, there's almost too many in one spot. Do you ever think about this, Caroline? The, the Caroline, the if we put one on the north side, at least then I could bike to the north side and like and and put the bike in the rack and and go to whatever whatever I want to do in the north side and then get the bike back and then head back home to to you know downtown Lacrosse or maybe have one on the south side. Just spread them out a little bit more. Yeah, so really the the locations are determined by the sponsor. So these bikes have been sponsored by um, businesses in um, downtown La Crosse, and we would love to have them on the north side. One thing that you should know is the way the system works. If you are um, renting a bike from, let's say, Western Campus, and you decide ice cream is calling your name and you have to go to the sweet shop, you can ride over to the sweet shop, and once you get there, you can pause your ride so it, that will lock the bike, and then it will continue to run the clock on um, on your phone. But then you can resume your ride and then um, ride back to a, you know one of the stations. So you can, it can you can park it any place, but you have to end the ride at a station. Okay, and when you say you could you could pause the ride, that just locks the bike. But your clock, the thirty minute clock, will essentially keep running, right? That's correct. Okay. Yeah, I just yeah, that makes sense too cuz you're obviously going to have to ride back, but I, I was thinking like eh, uh if I wanted to to go somewhere and then, you know, hook the bike up to a station, you know, if I wanted to to bike down uh to to Dick Sporting Goods or the mall or TJ Maxx something like that, there'd be nice it'd be nice to have a, a station there and then later, you know, I spend an hour or so there later I could come back. But Right. 
So, so what, we, you know, one of the problems about going to a place like Dick's Sporting Goods is, I don't know if you've noticed, but there aren't any bike racks in in those locations, you know, around the mall. You're hard-pressed to find a two to like a block a bike to. So with this particular bike, the lock is actually in the rear wheel. Yeah. Um, so that is one sort of benefit to it, that you can pause your ride. I mean, you obviously want to put it out of the pedestrian traffic way. Um, you want to find a a convenient place. You always want to lock a bike, whether it's your bike or a bike share bike, in a place where um, there's visibility so people, you know, will see what's happening. Um, but then you are able to leave it in a place without a bike rack um, and then resume your ride and um, then again return it to a bike station. But if you rented the bike um, or uh, from Western and you wound up at the Cameron Park Farmer's Market, you could end your ride there. Yeah. It wouldn't have to end at the place where you checked it out from. Yeah, it's kind of like a Redbox DVD for anyone that still uses DVD, <laughs> the DVD rental. You can you can rent the, the DVD anywhere and then return it to what, where, wherever is most convenient for you. Uh, this is essentially the same thing. And as, are, are the drift cycle people going to be mad when I literally lock my own personal bike up to their bike rack on the side? Because I can't find any other you racks. Know, that's the nice thing about that's one of the reasons why we chose to use these bike racks is they are pretty um, big. There's only five bikes belong at each bike rack or bike station, and there is room to have other bikes um, locked to it. So we, we really that's one of the um, ideas behind the uh, the program is to introduce more bike racks into the community. So please feel free. <laughs> yeah. To, uh, add your bike. Um, it's, we want bikes to be locked, and and we definitely really wanted to bring more bike parking to the community. Do you? There's a there's a type of lock for people that are riding their bike every day um, that need to lock it up. There, is there a there's a good lock, right? Like I don't know the thing off. The, I'm trying. I'm picking your brain. What is the the lock called that people should be using uh, when they want to lock their bike up in public? Well, so I mean, we. It's really important um, to lock to a permanent fixture, that's really the most important. Um, it's, it's any, unfortunately, any lock can be broken, but we recommend um, that you use, um, well, on these bikes, they have a lock in the rear wheel, and eventually they're going to also have another lock that will lock to the station. Um, additionally, um, if you're riding your own bike, it's great to have a, a U-lock. Okay. Um, sometimes people use cable locks in addition, so you want to lock a bike through the wheel, through the frame, and also um, through the permanent structure. Okay, you lock. That, that's what I was looking for. Um, Josh texted in. He was asking, you know, what happens if you're you're on your bike share? You pause it. You put a you you run into a store. Um, the bike's locked, but somebody steals it. Is there uh, should people not be stealing these because they're maybe they're GPSed? Or yeah, uh, and then tracked with GPS. And the other thing about it is because the rear wheel locks, they're they're not rideable. Um, once they're locked. So, I mean, it would be really hard to steal it. The other thing to note about these is that um, the parts on these bikes um, are are not the typical kind of bikes, parts that would be on other bikes. So they wouldn't be, you know, they're not interchangeable with another kind of bike you might see on the street. So they have a pretty good system. They're also located in places where there are lots of cameras. So um, we're really um, thinking that, uh, people are going to get the idea that it's a shared uh, community asset, and bike theft um, is not going to be part of the system. 
Yeah, definitely. And then, so if the, if it gets stolen, I'm I'm not going to be liable for it, essentially, right? Correct. Okay. Um, what do we need to do to get businesses outside of the like downtown Lacrosse area on board with this? What, what are we doing anything to get maybe some south side, some north side businesses to put a bike rack up? So I think that really what we can do mostly is use the system. <laughs> get out there, um, take rides. The more rides we see, the more we use it, um, the businesses will support it. You can also, if you really want, um, want it in your neighborhood, your area, if you go to a business that you think would be a good sponsor, talk about it. Ask them for their support for it. Um, but really what the best thing that we can do is get out there and use the system. All right. And then obviously you can buy a yearly membership. Uh, these things are going to be up all year. Are you putting snow, t- snow chains on them for the winter or what? <laughs> Well, so that's a really good question. Typically, bike share um, it goes um, to the hibernate in the winter. Usually yeah. around December, they're put. Um, you know, some annual maintenance is done on them, and then they're put into storage. So the advantage to buying an annual membership is that it's really uh, year to date. So, in other words, if you buy a three month membership and you're starting in April, it won't take you all the way through the season. So if you buy an annual membership, then you'll get those extended months that the bike share is up um, and running. Yeah, essentially the the bicycle seasons. Maybe you could you could argue that it's it goes, you know, from from now maybe March until at least you know er, early December. I would say through November. We we don't get snow here till Christmas usually now. <laughs> That's true, and we will. Um, I don't think that we have a calendar date set, but you know, probably once it's snowing. Um, those will that will be the time to end the system for the season, and then they'll be again uh, back again next spring. All right, Carolyn Dvorak, thank you so much for for joining us and, and breaking this down a little bit. Yeah, get out there and try the system. All right, right. Uh, all right, we got to take another quick, well, not a quick break. Scott's comment, Brad doing the news. We'll be back after this. All right, welcome back to the Crosstalk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Probably the first time Naughty by Nature has ever been played on Wisdom. <laughs> Unless Hayes is playing it in the morning. There's a tape deck in here. Sometimes when Hayes comes in here, he plays tapes. It's a dual cassette tape deck. I don't know if it's high-speed dubbing, though. I kick it every once in a while. It's right by my feet. <laughs> uh, 90s rap. I I've been watching. I'm late to the I'm late to the party, but I've been watching the Jordan documentary that I didn't watch during the pandemic for some reason. But it, just, they just play all the the '90s rap that I like listening to in high school and uh, college. So I'm like, oh yeah, I remember I heard this song during the Jordan doc, and then playing the the Outcast song just kind of jogged my memory too. <laughs> but I uh, appreciate Caroline Caroline. Div- Carolyn Dvorak for coming on, talking about the. I did. I did forget to ask her one question, and I, I sent Drift Cycle a Facebook message, uh, just about, just about their their cycles that pop up. Uh, there's eight of them just in the downtown lacrosse area, but I I, I, want, I did wonder if somebody because this is going to happen, and so there it's a dollar every thirty minutes. But is there is there like a cap on that? Say because this is going to happen, right? Somebody's going to be drunk downtown at 2 a.m they're gonna rent one of these bikes and they're gonna bike home wherever home is because i'm sure we've all maybe not all of us but i've been in the position where 
I'm not going to drive home. And when I would live in Winona, there was t- there was times I walked like five miles, <laughs> I walked five miles because I'm not paying for a cab. And it's just like, eh, it's summer. I'm just going to walk. But it's it was a long walk. I remember a couple of times, just really long walks to get home. But if this bike share thing is is here, like you just pop it in, pop in your credit card, do the dollar every 30 minutes, bike home. But what's going to happen is you're going to bike home. You're going to leave the thing in the yard. You're going to go in, go in the house and pass out. And the thing's just going to sit in your yard. And who knows how long before you come outside again. Number three, I hung up on you, so you'll have to call me back. But who knows, right? Like, you, you, you're you going to rent this bike, bike at home, and which I think is illegal. I don't think you can bike and drink and bicycle. I don't think you can do that. I uh, remember getting yelled at by the Stevens Point Police Department in college for that, in which we were told to walk our bikes. And we were just biking down the middle of the road, so it was really stupid. And we were told to get off our bikes and walk them home. And, of course, that is what we did. We wa- As soon as the officer left, we kept walking our bikes. We didn't get back on them and ride them. And definitely didn't ride them down the middle of the road. At least, maybe we didn't do that. But, yeah, so you're going to rent this bike. You're going you're gonna to cruise. You're going to get home and you're just going to leave it in the yard. And the, the meter's going to be running. So how long does the meter run before, you know, maybe they just grant you a reprieve you be like okay you're gonna owe us thirty dollars because you left it because because you're to pass out you're gonna get up the next morning but it's not gonna be morning it's gonna be like two in the afternoon right you're not gonna go outside you're just gonna get up and go from bed to the couch or couch to the bed and you're gonna watch tv all hung over and you might not even get outside that day so then all your say you did that friday night you biked home friday night left the bike in the yard at 2 30 in the morning Saturday, you just lay around all day. You totally forgot that you used this rideshare bike, and then Sunday, maybe you finally creep out of creep out the door to get to get the mail you you hadn't gotten on Saturday, and you go, "Oh crap! Why is this orange bike sitting in my front yard?" Oh yeah, I, and then you look, and the, the meter's still running on it. You know, a day and a half later. So, uh, yeah. So I wonder if they'll, you know, and it's not like a ton of money if you, you did that for a day and a half. It, it wouldn't be all that much money. It would like what 50 bucks something like that maybe but uh i wonder if they they stop maybe they come and get it because they're like okay this bike hasn't been back to the bike rack in uh, in, you know 30 hours we probably should go find out where it is uh number three is calling in number three go ahead you're on the air then they're gonna put you in the crossbar hotel (laughs) i don't i don't think so you just you rent you rented the bike you're still paying for it Although they you're right, your if they they got your Mastercard number, they're going to follow you all the way through life. Yeah, the the anyway, only you were, what's that? I said the only the only thing that you did wrong there was it you know potential drinking and bicycling. But they, if they didn't catch you doing it, then they didn't catch you doing it. I'm not condoning drinking and bicycling, but I'm saying it's going to happen. You have to call Rob Abraham on that one. <laughs> okay. Anyway, you're shooting her from the hip tonight. I got to tell you a story. I've had 12 calls on my MasterCard today wanting to drop my rates down to 1% to 5% and some zero. That's a lot of calls in one day, ain't it? Yeah, that's a scam. Those are five scams. Oh, well, I keep telling the same people that call me that I don't have a card anymore because my wife has got it. Yeah. 
well, then they want to know where my wife is. And I said, well, I don't know where she is either. Yeah, they're definitely they hang up on me. I would say, do you have? I would say, save that number and maybe just just have it for reference. I, I'm I'm not sure if we call the police on scammers trying to call you, but it, it might be yeah, worth it might be worth just sending a, a message to 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 the police that this number keeps trying to call to get my credit card information. Oh, they're using all different numbers. The last time it was Shaler Jacobson that called me. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> But I tell him my wife left with the neighbor guy, and I don't know when she's coming back. Yeah, that's good. I mean, as long because usually they're pretty good at like convincing you that this thing is legit, and you need yeah. to give them your social security number and whatever else, and and therefore they'll whatever give you a better rate on your card or. or I even got a, a person the other day wanted to give me a free trip to some islands if I would uh, go with them on you know my loan if I had one, and I. Said I was going to Goose Island, Green Island, French Island this summer, so <laughs> yeah. I wasn't interested. <laughs> you stole the joke. I was going to say, is it a, it a nice trip to French Island to uh, enjoy the water or something? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Carry on. Don't hurt your foot now. Okay. I don't know. I hurt my foot. What did I say about my foot? Oh, kicking the tape recorder. Um, all right. Thanks for that. Thanks for that call. So, um, yep. I I I think last week or two weeks ago, I got one of those scam calls, but it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't something like number three was describing there. It was more, you've been indicted on charges and you need to call this whatever lawyer. I don't even remember what it was, but it sounds like really scary. You're like, oh man, what what did I do? Even though you're like, I didn't do, I didn't even leave the house in the last week. How could I even uh, be in trouble for anything? And and you and but but it sounds real serious. I remember years ago, I actually answered the phone for one of these things and and the, and the Dude on the phone was like, "Yeah, you something about whatever you're, in, you, somebody's ch- charging you with some BS, you know, and and you need to call this call this lawyer or this attorney or something." And I just go to him. I go, "So you're calling me to tell me to call the lawyer?" I go, "Why don't you just put him on the phone?" And he and he's like, "No, you have to call the number." And I'm like, "But but he could have called." Aren't you working with him? Aren't you? Isn't he there now? Like, just put him through. I'll talk to him right now. I don't want to call the number. You're calling me, so I answered. So let's go. Let's talk it out. What do we got? But it was totally a scam. You had to go call the other the other number. I don't know. I never did call the other number because I that was as far as I wanted to go. But it's kind of fun to catch these people in the in their scam and and just and see how long you can keep on the keep them on the line. And and make them think that they're going to get you, but in reality, you're just you're trying to to see how nonsensical the thing can get, right? Um, yeah, number libertarian guy texted in too. He said, "Totally a totally a scam." Um, thanks for telling numbers th- number three that information. Yeah, in uh, number three sounds like he he's pretty up to speed, but I think a lot of these scams are are pretty convincing. So anytime anyone calls you for anything, it's probably a scam. <laughs> Don't ever. Even in the mail, like it's so hard to 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 real to understand what's legit and what's not. I just, I mean, you know, oh, it came in the mail and it's got an official DMV letterhead on it. It must be real. I'll send them the I'll send them all my info. Um, or I got an email, right? Like the email one's the worst, and then the phone call too. But my my co-op did this too. They sent me something that you could be part of the co-op, but they wanted your you know mail this back with your social security number and stuff on it. And I was like. I ain't doing that. This looks. This does not look. Le- I mean, it looked legit, but it didn't feel legit, and I didn't want to mail 
some entity my social security number without under totally understanding. So I did, I took it to my neighbors. I'm like, do you get this? What is this thing? And and they kind of explained to me and it was legit, but it wasn't something that I felt comfortable doing. I think I would just go to the place of business and, and show them and be like, um, yeah, is this real? So anyway, rant over. Thanks number three for calling for, for calling about that. Um, uh, yeah, I think we've all been there. Plus, plus the uh, the car warranty one too. That's always fun. That's I've told that story before, where I just say, "Yeah, my car, 1996 F-150. You're gonna extend the warranty. That'll be great because it's uh, it really needs it." <laughs> so, uh, all right, one more quick break. We'll be back. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. I almost guarantee that Skilo has never been played on Wisdom before. <laughs> Continuing the uh, the the Jordan Doc music montage here on lacrosse talk vm 608-785-7914 is the talking text line just a couple of minutes here before we wrap up and again thank you for to caroline carolyn i keep doing caroline because of the okay song carolyn dvorak for coming on and talking about the uh, drift cycle plan and we'll put a map up of where those bike stations are located here in a little bit on wisdomnews.com uh, there, there is this story that keeps developing in, in Minnesota and the Twin Cities, essentially, with the police shooting, and it's, and I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure Brad probably, I didn't, I wasn't listening to Brad doing the news, I was reading, um, but the, the, the idea here that the officer pulled a taser out instead of a gun as this guy was, was he speeding away or whatnot in his car? There is on wisdomnews.com. You can, it's, it's weird. We're in this weird place in society where everyone's got body cams, right? So we essentially can watch, uh, people like George Floyd, right? We can watch Derek Chauvin sitting on George Floyd for nine minutes. And, and as George Floyd narrates his own death, right? It's just, it's a weird place to be in. And, and this one too, we can, it's not like we're, Really seeing, we're seeing this body cam footage, and um, I think you can hear her. This is the this is the cam footage. But I think what you're going to hear here in a second is is she's going to, I believe it's a female. I guess I don't know. I don't I don't know why I'm saying she. Um, maybe because that's what it says. I guess I for some reason I thought she, and now I'm trying to skim the story. But you'll hear her say, "I'm going to tase you. I'm going to tase you." And I don't know if you hear her shoot and then go. But she does say, holy bleep, I shot him. Maybe I shouldn't play this because she says, holy bleep. I'll try to stop it before that. Um, she doesn't say bleep, if you understand. Uh, but, yeah, he's being arrested right now outside his car. They're trying to get cuffs on him. And then he... I'll tase you. I'll tase you. Okay, I'll stop it there because I don't want her to swear. Uh, I'll, I'll let her shoot on the air, but I don't want her to swear on the air, right? But that's what I'm saying is this weird situation where we watch, we get to watch all these body cam footage where we're literally seeing somebody shot to death, right? He didn't die right here, but he eventually died. Um, but yeah, she says, I'll tase him. I'll, t- I'll tase you. I'll tase you. Taser, taser, taser. She she says, okay, that's why it's she, right? You can hear her. Um, and then she didn't have her taser out. That seems a little, That seems insane to me. It's trying to work on the fly. So uh, as this guy is, he's like outside his car. He's got his hands behind his back. They're trying to put cuffs on him. And then he just, he just breaks free. He just all of a sudden, you know, they, they probably let their guard down a little bit. The officers, because they think, okay, well, he's going to allow himself to be arrested. 
or be cuffed, and then he he doesn't. He just you know he and he jumps back in his car, and they're trying to pull him out of the car, and she gets out what she thinks is a taser, and it's not. It's a gun, which uh, I don't know. <laughs> Seems to me that that's uh, it's it's hard to imagine that you could do that. Also, I'm not a cop, so I mean this is something that happens. In split second, but the, the split second accidentally grab your gun instead of your taser uh, seems pretty crazy to me. Um, and then that, that's always the argument, too. Well, you don't know all the facts, and you can't comment on any of this stuff until all the facts come out. But that's what we saw, and it is interesting, right? Like, that's that's what the the police, uh, you know, the police, uh, what is he, the police chief there said, he, describing the shooting of this 20-year-old, called it an accidental discharge. So that's what we're calling it, an accidental discharge. And this guy later dies, this 20-year-old dude, who had a, I think he had a warrant out. So, again, the, the idea that we're killing people, <laughs> not great. Not great in, Seattle, in the Minneapolis area either, as the George Floyd trial literally goes on during this. So you can imagine the, the unrest that, that happened early this morning and throughout Anyway, hate to leave on a downer note, but that's just the reality of the situation. And if you want to see that stuff, it's on wisdomnews.com. You don't have to hit play on the video if you don't want to. But thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll do it all again tomorrow.